the fact that I now have a son that I turn around and, oh, this is, this is tough for me, corrects my mythology. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, dad, that was Asclepius. Oh, son of a, ah, oh, son of a me. Oh. Son of a me. <laughs> you, you... <laughs> Episode 366. It's a leap year of Nerdburger, officially. You can now listen to one episode every day this year, and in 2024, and in 2028, and in 2032, and 2036, and 2040, etc. It's a podcast that you can listen to all year long. I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And we'll stop making that joke. <laughs> I was, I was just waiting to see how many, uh, you know, four years. How many times I would go. Yeah. List off and just keep going and going and going and going. So, yeah. <sighs> How's everybody? How you doing, Mike? I'm doing. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad. No. It's a world we live in. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, boy. Yeah. Maybe maybe we want to talk to a It's guest. a world full of sweatpants and bedhead all day long. <laughs> oh, sorry, work. Um, My video chat isn't working. I wonder what the problem is. It'll uh-huh. just have to be audio this time mm-hmm. as you scratch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did. Well, I want to ask I want to ask the guest this question, too. So OK, let's, let's, let's bring him, let's bring him in here. I have a question. Welcome back, Jim. Ooh, good morning, everyone. Greetings and salutations from the American Middle West. Somebody needs to get me a DRM-free copy of the real version of this song. Because <laughs> we may need to use it again the next time Jim's on. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Um... Hey, Jim. Jim's right. You really can't find this anywhere. I spent a good half an hour on the internet looking this morning, and this I, this is the only thing, this live version on YouTube. Yeah, the version that I have is a .wma, which is like the Microsoft proprietary thing. That That's how I ripped it when I ripped it. I didn't realize I was ripping it that way back in the day. Yeah. I'll have to dig and see if I can find my physical CDs. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Well, Craig, if you I, have... I know where some of my CDs are. Well, I know where mine are. I just can't. You just said a phrase. Okay, so we often do this when we meet on the Nerd Burger. How old do you have to be to understand the words you just said? A CD? No, to rip a track from a oh. CD. <laughs> you need to be our 20. age. <laughs> no, you need to be twenty. Yeah. Not not. That's not to say that a you think so. Does that work? That's not to say that a twenty-year-old has done it. But we a can test this. Has heard their parent talk about doing it. Ah, very good. I can ask. I can ask. The the little, little kids now have parents who didn't do it, who maybe had grandparents who did it, but have never, you know, like it's, it's so far in the past that they've never really talked about it. I don't, I don't know. It's like, that's, that's a tough question. We can do a pretty decent test of this. I can text my nephew who is 19 and ask him, and then I can text his sister who is 23 and 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 ask her. And, And to go to, and to go to Craig's point. Okay. Say to him, you know. I need you to, if I told you I needed you to rip a track from this CD for me, do you know what I mean? 
And would you have the first clue how to do it? <laughs> well, and then you can just take that back, you know, each generation back too. It's like, you know, what's how how young is the youngest person that has ever actually made a mixtape? Oh man. Oh. Yeah, or not, that and well not, and not burned a CD, made a No, 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 of course tape. not. Don't we must be we must be traditional and true. With a double cassette player. No, and that's and that's or oh come on, you never made a mixtape by taping it by having the tape recorder next to your speakers. Oh, I've done that too. I've I've recorded I I uh, recorded yeah. music off the radio that way. Yes. Yep. Yes. I would, I, I would wait for the radio show, like the show that had like the music that I liked when I when I first couldn't afford to buy the 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 tapes of all the bands and and performers that I liked, and I would just tape like an hour long of, of a program at a, at one time, and I'd get the you know complete with commercials would be in yep. there. Sometimes I'd li- sit and listen, and I'd try to stop and start at the com- you know to avoid the commercials. But you'd always get the DJ talking over, you know, stepping on the beginning sure. of that, the song. Dude, that that's an bag. art. <laughs> that is an art avoiding the DJ. Well, the killer would be they would always <laughs> they would you know like there's so many rock songs that fade out. Yes. And then they oh, would sure. come in and start stepping all over it. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Hotel California <laughs> with that eternal closing, which is great. It's a beautiful ending guitar riff, but you're absolutely right. Right as you're wailing along to the Eagles, the next thing you know, and that was the Eagles Hotel. I didn't need you to tell me that. I did not. Need I you just to got. Me. I just got done listening to them sing "Welcome to the Hotel California" like thirty times. <laughs> you don't need to tell me what that song was, right? Right. So, no, I mean, I, what a great question. And, I, and the problem is we do so much nostalgia stuff that is probably not uh, it's not really a valid. But I would love to know when was the last sincere to borrow Charlie Brown's line about pumpkin patches? <laughs> when was the last sincere mixtape? Where the last, time, the last time somebody made one unironically, literally because they wanted to make a tape of their favorite music to give to someone they cared about. There, the there. very last time that happened. It was probably oh, John Cusack and High Fidelity. It's going to tell you so much about me and you and our relationship. Oh, my God. Exactly. So good. Oh, and what I'm going to qu- put the tracks in a certain order so that there's a oh, yes, and ebb and a Yes, flow. it's going it's to tell our story. <laughs> Did you hear my answer? What? John Cusack and High Fidelity. <laughs> it's was after that. Stop it. 99? <laughs> Also, the question I wanted to ask Jim is like now with the uh, with the promulgation, that's a good word, right, of people working from home, more and more people working from home um, around the country and world. um, How many what percentage do you imagine? What percentage of brand new working from home home workers um, are are doing it in in the in the PJs, you know, are doing it in the underwear? Well, we were talking about this before, and and how how you need. I'm not saying people very need many that. People probably dress up that you know, structure, at least, like put on like clothes, clothes. But how many people are like literally in their jammies? We were talking about how people need that that structure of like getting up, taking a shower, getting dressed, putting their, themselves together, even if they're just going to go and sit down at their desk at home. You right. know, like I think I think a lot of people who are transitioning need that. I think there's probably lots of people who work who have worked from home for some time, who have found their own home structure. Yeah. And that structure can involve being in your jammies until yeah. noon. Well, I started, I started on as Wednesday. As long as they so certain I... things when they get up. It's like, I'm going to get up, I'm going to have breakfast. I'm gonna can you hear me? Two cups of coffee. Yeah, I'm just talking over you like you do with me. 
Um, but go ahead. Sorry. Well, like I do to you. <laughs> my God, I'm just. We do it to each other all the time. I know. I'm like five percent in my mission to catch up to you. Um, <laughs> no, I I started Wednesday, so I've had three days under my belt, and Wednesday and Thursday I wore jeans. Wednesday I wore jeans and shoes and a t-shirt. Thursday I wore jeans and a t-shirt, <laughs> bare feet. Downgrading every day. And and then Friday I I downgraded to uh, shorts and a t-shirt and no shoes. So, so we'll, we'll, based on this progression, <laughs> well, will the I'll progression, be naked by Tuesday. Will it re, will will it will it reset on Mondays where you feel like okay it's a Monday it's a new week so I'm gonna wear jeans and you know a shirt and shoes and then the next day the shoes go and then the next day you're in shorts and the next day it's like you know you're not you're like in the same t-shirt from the day before (laughs) oh i wore the same t-shirt all three days and then friday it's jammies no that's not true i changed my t-shirt on thursday or friday i can't remember (laughs) but um no my uh my work right now it has a has a on for video conferencing (laughs) and um (laughs) they so they they don't have uh, you know, there's a mix of laptops and desktops in the offices, and so the people with laptops got to go home and use the VPN, and their laptops have a webcam, and they're all fine. And the people with desktops were told, okay, you can install this this virtual machine thing on your computer at home if you have one that's fast enough, and I do, and, uh, and, uh, and then you can just use that. And it's, it's actually better because it's faster than the VPN thing. That's um, what I've been hearing. And uh and it, and so especially for people like me who use certain 3D modeling programs that require a centrally located file that multiple people are working in, <laughs> you know, yeah. the the more you can speed it up the better. And it's been fine. And uh but the only problem is is I don't have I didn't have any kind of video. And um, so do you remember, Craig, the webcam that I bought when we tried the one time and <laughs> to put Nurberger on uh, or at least to look at our Skype guests with video? And we, we discovered it uh, so degraded the audio that we could not use the video. Yeah. And so I just set it off to the side in the pile of crap here on the on the other desk. And um, so I dug that out and I <laughs> looked it up. It's, it's what is it? Been like It's been like five years since we i bought that and we tried it and uh yeah. and it's a nice it's a logitech uh it's 1080p um it's got a microphone and little speakers on it i mean it's all it's an all-in-one thing i i'm happy to report it still works <laughs> but uh it doesn't work in the virtual machine environment which is the only environment that the uh software based telephone system uses and so I've got IT telling me it's impossible. And then I've got these other corporate people telling me you need to do it. And I'm like, but IT says it's impossible. Well, you need to figure it out. And I'm like, I have a deadline. <laughs> like, yeah, you're just going to have that. to deal. <laughs> it's one of the nice things about the job I have, which is I mostly work on, like, I have a project. I'm the only one who works on the production process, you know, the production side of that project. I so have you. Pro- Project manager I have to talk yeah. to, and that's about it. If you have to, you can just scrape all of the files you need off onto whatever computer or whatever, however you take it home, and work on yep. it there, and it doesn't matter. That's great. I, I wish could. I was in that situation. You could have been, but you left. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, how's it going? <laughs> that's... I'm going to... 
I'm gonna you, I'm gonna tell you two guys, and I'll just say job, this is a person who is who is indeed responsible for IT in a measure in his particular business space. One, I, I grow weary of people who tell me, well, you know, my computer at home is faster. <laughs> yes, it is. A, <laughs> because you have purchased your personal machine for your personal use out of your personal money. I've got to use taxpayer dollars to buy machines for, for well, I've got, I have to buy over 100 machines. What do you think I'm going to buy? Yeah. I don't call up Dell and go, oh, give me that sweet Alienware rig. I was going to say you got the big, fat, green, glowy Alienware. <laughs> yeah, now, and that's, now that is what's sitting right over here on my desk, I'll have you know, here at home. Yeah. But but I was blown away because we're using GoToMeeting now. for we're, we're going to be taking all of our meetings virtual. Dun, dun, dun. And I, 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 I plugged in GoToMeeting over at work on my work PC. And I'm like, oh, you piece of, oh, uh, and I hooked it up here at home and I went, oh, <laughs> this is what this software is supposed to do. <laughs> okay, we could do this. But to your question, Craig, and I, and it goes to something I shared before we got on the air or began recording. Um, there's this thing that we've got, the one danger about COVID-19 that I really am afraid for people, every, and that's why Nerdburger is so important, because we talk about silly, dumb things, is that people are in this mental space where it's like, oh, bro, it's like five days. I can get through five days. No, it's not. And I think that there's a lot of people in other traditions and also in history that can teach us things about rituals and the importance of keeping up your rituals and keeping your mind strong. We're going to be at this for a minute. And when you asked me the question of, I would, you know, I would love to see that chart. What, uh, how many people were taking care of themselves day one, you know, sharp and ready and on the machine and groomed and clothed tie on putting on a tie, maybe even like a, like splashing a little cologne. So that and, I smell good for me because sometimes you just, I just have to pamper me. Right. And come Wednesday, <laughs> <laughs> their, 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 their office, their home office looks like a post-apocalyptic. <laughs> and there, there's a stench to it. You know, it's, they look like, it's got, like Dwight on the office when he uh he didn't get the manager job and he gave up and he was just sitting there at his desk like with a a, a week's worth of stubble except for one giant patch on his left cheek that was two weeks worth of stubble where he missed <laughs> the one time he shaved. <laughs> yeah, that that and and so I'm kind of curious. I would love you know we've got so many serious charts because of obviously all the unfortunate things. I would like to see the grooming chart and. <laughs> Uh, a dear friend of mine who is female, which I suppose informs the joke. I don't know about you guys down there, but they have closed all the beauty salons, all the hair parlors, all the tanning salons. And her comment was, okay, we're fixing to get ugly, folks. Strap in. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's like in a, in, in a month, we're going to find out everyone's natural hair color. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We do need to keep we do need to keep our sense of senses of humor and and socialize and and be able to continue to find you know interesting and entertaining and funny things and 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 you know you're seeing it to start begin already and I know it's going to become a ch- more and more a chore as we go along but hopefully there'll be people that help to keep us entertained like I saw somebody was talking about day 5 of being 
you know, like fully locked down and at home. And, you know, the joke is I'm going crazy at day five, blah, blah, blah. But it was, it was a, a plastic bucket turned upside down with a single gummy bear sitting on it. And the camera was pointing at that and the music is playing. It's, it's a, it's a concert footage, you know, concert audio of some, some artists singing in concert because you can like hear the crowd, right? Mm-hmm screaming and they're and they're playing and they're singing and, da, 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 and the crowd's there and then the camera that this person is holding pans out across the hardwood floor of this home and all of the rest of the gummy bears <laughs> are out on the floor in a yep. giant crowd at this concert and they are all socially distanced from one another <laughs> they're all like six gummy feet apart <laughs> is it in scale <laughs> it's not perfectly to scale certainly scale gummy but, feet but they're all they're all they're all spread out you know it's like i i i, I lol'd as the kids say no i it's that's and and we're seeing a lot of wonderful creativity a lot of you know people standing up and supporting each other and that's what we need we need each other we need human contact we're not built to live without it and uh hopefully and you know, I I I have hoped that maybe and and look, we'll we'll forget about this like we forget about everything else. But I there's always been this little part of me that hopes we start to value human interaction a little bit more and realize when we do get it back, that's like, oh wow, it's really nice to go over to a friend's house and see them. There's a there's a piece that somebody wrote on Politico that's out there right now. I read it this morning. I don't remember what it's called specifically. I can probably go dig it up, but it's basically a description of all the different ways that this, the, the coronavirus, the COVID-19 could change the world. And it is an incredibly in-depth look at like, and it's, we're not just talking about like the idea that, well, you know, healthcare, blah, blah, blah. It's like just all this. And a lot of it is social stuff. It has to do with like how we relate to each other as people and how we utilize the internet and what, like, you know, certain things are going to become a big thing again, like parks, like one of the interesting pieces in there was like just getting out of the house and walking around a park and getting out of your lockdown space, you know, and, and a park is nice, wide open. You don't have to be next to anybody <clears throat> like parks may become like, like suddenly become popular again. Like there's, and, and certainly not everything that's described in there will happen exactly like that or to the extent that it's described, but it's like, you know, this, this is, this is a generation defining moment. This is going to change a lot about how the world functions. The world is going yeah. to need many, many dozens and dozens of Leslie Nopes and Ron Swansons. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> good people that are going to, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, let's see. What do we got? Geeky stuff. Anything? Let's anything? look at these wonderful rectangles. <laughs> these are can excellent I, can, rectangles in front I, of me. I, uh, I see can, can, no less than tell, four right now. Can I tell my nerd <laughs> apocalypse story? Nerd apocalypse. It better it's, be short and it better be funny. <laughs> uh, oh God, I, I know it's short. I, I, well, I hope I hope it's funny. Here, let me help you, Jim. Ooh. Can you hear that? Barely. Oh, there we go. Yay! Yakety sax makes everything funny. <laughs> um, I, you know, so uh, my son and I, our Sunday ritual is grocery shopping. We've done it since he was two. And I think you know, you've, when I met, you've mentioned this before on the show. I have. This I sounds have. familiar. This is what we do on Sunday mornings. We go out and, and grocery shopping is what it is. And he was he was shocked. Um, I offer as a side note, who hoards bananas? 
What legitimate Monkey. moron Monkey. is hoarding bananas? Monkeys. Monkeys and people Monkey. clothes. <laughs> so, so we're out there, and, <laughs> and the banana writers. section is of our regular grocery store. Our banana section is ravaged. No bananas. <laughs> The the the, Ooh, the potatoes we have no bananas. Bananas. We have, oh, we have no bananas today. Oh baby, ravage my banana. Before. Ravage my banana, baby. Yo, ravage. <laughs> could could you not have? Could you not have? No, that's my thing. Okay, good. The uh... <laughs> so tally no banana. There was yeah, the tally of bananas was zero. <laughs> Deo, zero. Well, we're done, I guess. <laughs> okay, anyways. So no, I, we, we walked down there. There's no chicken. There's no bread. There's certainly no toilet paper, teehee. And we're like, oh, okay. And then this stuff got real because there was no Diet Coke. Oh, no. And I'm like, okay, okay. Now I am the humongous, the lord of the wasteland. I'm going to burn your crappy little shed to the ground, okay? So we decide, you know what, let's check out one other store. And we go to another grocery store just a little ways away. So we go there and we walk in and I park a ways away because the, their parking lot there is bad. And so we park a ways away. We walk in and suddenly they've apparently the supply truck drove up because they've got everything. They've got bananas. They've got chicken. They've got bread. They've got toilet paper. Whoa, whoa, what? Right. And so my son and I, instead of just going for the one thing we wanted, which they certainly had, which was Diet Coke, we start like, oh, well, and we didn't get a cart. It's like, we quick, didn't get grab a another cart. Yeah. We, we didn't think we'd need it. We were there for one thing. And so we're walking through the aisles and we're shifting between the two of us. And he's going, oh, dad, I'll carry that. And I'll carry this. And I'll, I'll carry this. And we're walking down an aisle. And he and I have played a whole lot of Fallout on the PC. And he, and as a result, we actually have matching t-shirts where I'm the wanderer and he's dog meat, the dog. <laughs> and, and so we're walking, look, Craig, you will probably remember this. Do you remember the old D&D cartoon oh, yeah. where they simulated what actual D&D combat would be like? Um, okay, I, I have a vague recollection. And, and and one of the ones was, tell you what you do. Get naked, go into a shower with, say, seven cats, <laughs> and turn on the water. That's roughly minor wounds. <laughs> and another one was, strap 14 phone books to your body and attempt to fight. <laughs> yeah. And, and... Here we are walking down the aisle, some picket save, and I don't know which of us said it first, but we clearly had the thought at the same time that we looked at each other and went, if those ghouls attack, we are screwed. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, we felt like the lords of the wasteland. We've gone out to scavenge for the family, but we're laden down with chicken and buns and soda. And <laughs> Oh, and my son points out, and paper, we had toilet paper, because God knows they're coming for that. <laughs> and, and we just thought, man, there's a whole lot of garbage we get sold about what the apocalypse actually looks like. When 
when you said you were the one thing that you were really looking for was diet coke i found myself going to the jerk at the end of the jerk where it's like all i need is this two liter of diet coke i'm just going to take this two yes liter of diet yes coke and this six pack of toilet paper all, yep. all i need are these two things and oh and this pack of chicken <laughs> and and a whole chicken all i need is <laughs> and, and these bananas you've got like 20 things yeah. you're balancing and it's a cartoon yeah and it's like and then and then as i was my son who said it right as we were getting ready to turn the corner he goes and the ghouls attack <laughs> <laughs> and and i said and we just started laughing in the middle of this grocery <laughs> store, people were looking at us like, oh, God, they've snapped. Yep. <laughs> or the other way to go with that was you walk in, you see that the whole place is stocked, and you turn around, and you lock the doors, and you say, son, this is where we live now. This is home now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Call mother. Have her join us here. This is home. Bring the guns. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> This this looks like enough for the duration. <laughs> These other people may not make it. No, but I've uh, I've solved the toilet paper problem. I shudder to ask. I am eating oh. nothing but cheese. Ah, very good. <laughs> cheese is still plentiful. I don't know why. I don't oh, know. No, there's, I don't know there's all why the, other the... people haven't figured this out yet. Do not do not seek reason in this. As I said. I don't know who hoards bananas, that most perishable of fruits. We all know that by the time a, a green banana strikes the seat of your car, it is developing a squishy brown spot. Yeah, it's already um, almost to banana bread. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's and and so we so why they do that? The other thing that has just been potassium. Right. Well, yeah, you're <laughs> locked and loaded as far as potassium goes, but. No, and the other the other thing that I couldn't translate really just because I was looking at it going, why? Why is there so much? Okay, there was just a ton of pancakes. Like mix? Pancake mix. Yeah. Like, you could have, I we could have filled six carts with pancake mix. Well, there's but, no dairy to mix into it. I, I, though there was, though. We did oh. have, even in my Savage store, there was dairy. You can make pancakes with water. But it's but it's like, really? Yeah, I can live on pancakes. Who doesn't love pancakes? So, well, I had that the, problem uh, here during an ice storm in 1998 or 99, where I had to go uh, to three different grocery stores to find buttermilk because people had wiped out the bread and the and and all of the dairy, like they to the point that say. they bought all the buttermilk. And I'm like, I have to make bread bowls for my friend Super Bowl chili party, and I need buttermilk. Oh, okay. I'm like, what the hell? Because that too, much like mixtapes, who's that? The generation that drank buttermilk is Ugh. gone. God. Oh, that's a good one, man. You know, we got to make a nerd burger list of this stuff. Where you, you got done, you got done drinking your buttermilk, and then you had to rinse out the inside of your mouth because it was still just caked with a sixteenth inch layer. I of, probably okay, stop buttermilk stop. film. I My probably dad, your dad what? My dad drank that stuff, um, and yeah. I, he would he would we got those we got cartons right, and he would pour it in and he'd drink it. I would look at him, and you know, my dad Ray, uh, yeah, try that. That's good for you. It's like get the no ew. That, that stuff would bead off of you like mercury. Uh, 
<laughs> so so yeah, once again, so when was the last mixtape, the since last sincere mixtape, and when was the last person and I'm sure they they're they're still alive. The, that that is a long reach. But I, I would wonder when was the last when will be the last person who enjoyed a tall glass of buttermilk. I should have drank that buttermilk too, because the only thing that was left was half gallons. I don't know if you can oh. get it any smaller than that. I, I was looking for the smallest container I could find because I only needed a little bit. And um and then uh you know, this was while I was in architecture school, so I wasn't home a lot. And um eventually it exploded in the back of my refrigerator. <laughs> Nice. Because <laughs> I forgot you that chose, I had it. <laughs> you chose poorly. You know you know there are hundred year olds right now who are like, and I live this long because every day I have a giant glass of buttermilk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yes. I have right along I, with, I have, you know, I have a uh, three fingers of whiskey before I go to bed and I smoke cigars all day long. And I eat yep. eggs and bacon every day for breakfast. Yep. I'm at well no no, I look, I, I've said for years, Mike. I, all my grandparents were dead by the time I was born, but my great grandmother was alive. This little bitty Polish woman looked like Yoda, <laughs> and uh, she spoke no English, spoke only Polish. Like Yoda, and and she would shuffle <laughs> along. And we, when we'd stay up, she owned a farm way up north, up in Abrams, Wisconsin. Those oh, of yeah. you Crivets, the, the the men of Crivets will know where Abrams is. The men of Peshtigo know, and the men of Peshtigo too. That's right, you're Peshtigo. Um, and so it was in Abrams, and we would visit her. And like I say, she was this little shuffling Yoda lady, always with the babushka on. And she would get up in the morning at 5 a.m. Yep. Love a God. Mine got and up at I, 4 after going to bed at 1. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she would shuffle downstairs, and she would go to this big iron skillet that looked like you could kill a man with it. I, I have one of, one of uh, my Polish grandmother's iron skillets. God bless that. And and she the would. Funny then, thing, he, Mike has killed a man with. Oh, that's, that's, you weren't supposed to say that. Um, and then she would take the grease from yesterday's thick cut bacon, there we go. heat it up, cut up some potatoes, some onions, crack three eggs, and put salt on it, which really, exp- in retrospect, was weird. And then that was breakfast. Oh my god, I'm so hungry right now. And then and then she would after as that was cooking, she would go over to her little kitchen table, pour herself a shot of some weird Polish vodka, put pepper on it, and pound it down and go outside and do something in the yard till the sun came up. Yeah, then she'd go outside and snap the heads of the chickens to make dinner. Or, or whatever. And like this woman lived to ninety-three. So we're not getting told the whole story on nutrition is my mm-hmm. respectful point. Or maybe people are unique. Yeah. And some I people don't... can just can can just do that and some people Oh yeah, That's, oh you're saying that each of our yeah, metabolisms. Our... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I yeah, I yeah. Because for every, for keep in mind, for every person, for like you know, I, I made the joke that like for every hundred year old there is that like has a big glass of buttermilk <laughs> every dinner. Um, there's a you know a dude who died at fifty one because he was having a big glass of buttermilk, and when they, um, you know, did the autopsy, they were like, oh, his his arteries are completely solid, like one hundred percent all the way. Because <laughs> he was he... literally he was literally pushing buttermilk through his veins. <laughs> <laughs> as, as his bloodstream was 12% buttermilk kind of weird 
Abrams, Wisconsin, huh? Is that where the tanks come from? Yep. Yeah, no, not at all. Between sure, the, yeah, the giant uh Ocanto? Yeah, the M1 the M1A1s? No, no. <laughs> I, the, gi- I, 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 the giant tanks that are made in that little four block town. Yep. Yeah, right. I was the the thing it is best known for as far as I can determine is the Sandalwood Country Club. Hmm. Which which my family's land butted up against. Nice. Well, here's the but if thing. that was in the suburbs near a big city, that would have been worth a lot of money. It well, here's the thing: when Sandalwood <laughs> wanted to build out its back nine, they approached my great uncle Bruno. Bruno, nice. Bruno's Bruno Zeb. I'm telling you. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Bruno is the reason I got to go to Packer games as a kid. He had season tickets back when they cost brace yourself oh, twenty five bucks each. Wow. <laughs> he they came up to him at the cheese plant where he worked, not making that up. <laughs> they came up to him and they went, Hey Bruno, the Packers are selling season tickets. And he said, Why do I want to buy those? He bought four. Guess what the kids fought over when he died? Yeah. But um when they when they built the sandalwood, they approached Bruno and they said, We'd really like to buy some of your land. And he said, That's fine but I want to be able to have walk-on privileges to the back nine. So, and he was a cheap, cheap, he's just an old Polak, God bless us. And he, he never wore anything but flannel shirts that he buttoned all the way to the neck. He had this, he had the deerstalker cap, not the deerstalker, but that the Elmer Fudd cap. Right. Blue jeans and boots. And my mom would always go to rummage sales and buy him buckets of used, golf balls and so you had this spectacle for years at the sandalwood country club of this big thick neck dude walking out onto the ninth tee literally out of the woods (laughs) he would walk up to the tee on nine and just start hitting them so yeah that's uh that my my family roots go deep in abrams wisconsin is that the uh the on sandalwood road that's the one. It is now the Patriot Golf Club. What? Yep. I now, now both obviously my great grandma and Uncle Bruno have been gone for some years. My father sold the land we owned up there, but I did not know the Patriot Country Club Golf Club. Huh? huh. I wonder if my family's rights to walk out have lapsed. Go give it a shot. I should just walk. walk out I know on, where it is. Walk out onto the eleventh green and be like, "Hey, hey." You know, I've got. Uh, I'm, I'm Zeb's great grand, whatever you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the. <laughs> I, am, I am Bruno's great grandnephew. Bruno, I, Bruno I, Zeb was what nationality? Polish. Okay, Bruno, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hundred percent. No, he uh, he spoke. He actually spoke very little when <laughs> when I got married. I asked Bruno. I, I said. You want to, Bruno, we would love it. We'd love to put you up in a hotel. Would you like to come down? And his exact response was, well, I don't want to go down to that city and see all those assholes. <laughs> I got all the assholes I need right here. Oh, to which man. I replied, to which I replied, Bruno, you live alone. And to which he said, I rest my case. Wow. Now, he Bruno, is, that is, that is real backwoods country. That is. <laughs> oh yeah. I wish oh, yeah. I, he was having nothing to do with all y'all. I wish, okay? I wish I could have been friends with Bruno. <laughs> oh, you, I'm telling you everybody who met him, my, we, everybody who met him loved him because he actually did like visitors, but you all had to go. 
<laughs> it's like, you know, it was cool that you're here. No, and he was, you know, years before, my best friend and I decided we were going to go visit him and just help him with some projects around the house. And we brought tents with us because we didn't know when we'd be getting up there. We pitched tents on his lawn, basically. <laughs> just to, you know, and sure enough, five o'clock in the morning, he comes clattering out. He doesn't even bother to check who it is. <laughs> he just starts going about his daily business. Oh, you want to know how much you'd like him, Mike? Every year he bought the only extravagance of his life, the only one, every year on the same freaking day, if he could do it, he bought a brand new Buick. Wow. He brought in his old Buick, traded it in, and got max value that he could, and then he just bought a new one. Always had a brand new Buick. Now, Bruno was Bruno was unique. I would do that with my Volkswagen if they still made the, the, the same model they're, they're, and configuration all of my ever, Volkswagen. I have tried to learn much of Bruno in accepting life as it comes to you. Yeah. I'm on the Patriot Golf Club website, and it says, Welcome to... <laughs> Does it list the Zebdinsky? I think they actually shortened it from Zebdinsky, oh, okay. as far as I can figure. But uh, do, do they list Zeb principal, or privileges? Uh, I don't see that. Um, I can claim descent from the Zebs. It says, the, the, the banner says, Welcome to 2020. We will reopen on Friday, April 3rd for our fish fry. Natch. <laughs> yeah, that's not in Wisconsin or anything. And then underneath that it says, Golf at Wisconsin's no apostrophe, most improved 18-hole public golf course. <laughs> so it's most improved. Yes. Is that, that is not a thing. <laughs> that, that is not a thing. You are in the state with two internationally regarded um, golf courses. Oh, yeah. Uh, Whistling Straits Whistling and Straits. what's the one by Holy Hill? Uh, yeah, and it's uh, Aaron Hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron Hills and Whistling Straits to internationally regarded courses. So everybody else knows you're getting crushed. Okay. <laughs> but here's, I'm sorry, it's going to be Sandalwood till I die. Here's Patriot Golf Club staying. We're the most improved. Stop it. Relative to what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say the photos look nice. Can you imagine the, the marketing meeting at which that was broached? All right, we definitely can't say we're the best because we know we're not. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. No, I, I miss Bruno. He it is he was he was he was in his own way a, a real, real well, I and of course I must honor him with this story. When uh he was eighty six, he went to his doctor and was told he had inoperable colon cancer. And I can't wait asked, for Bruno's response. He asked, he asked basically, so is there any hope? And they said, no, it's too far advanced. He died uh, about three to four months later. Wow. Unfortunately, he had been dead for a couple days. When they found him, it was the Jehovah's Witnesses that visited him that found it. He had two fridges. One fridge had food and the other was full of beer. <laughs> he, he had never accepted treatment. He had never accepted medication. He basically just sat on his porch and drank while the cancer claimed him. He went out his way. Yeah. I'm like that, 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 that's way tougher than I will ever be. That's always a storyline on a, a medical drama TV show. Every few seasons, they have somebody that's going to be dying and they decide they're not going to get chemo or whatever. 
and all the doctors get all uppity about it. And then one of the doctor, the older experienced doctor has to teach the younger doctor that, you know, it's the patient's choice. And Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's always a story. Yeah. And that was, that was, been on, I've seen it on ER. I've seen it on scrubs. There's that a, was, and that, that is a, that, well, in this instance, it's a true story of my great uncle. Rudolph. One, one of my favorite movies. I've only ever seen it once and good luck. If you can find it, it's uh, I think it's from the seventies. It's got Richard Dreyfus in it. It's called Whose Life Is It Anyway? And it's basically... I love that movie. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a guy who, uh, I think he gets paralyzed in a car accident yep. from the neck yep. down, and he's an, a sculptor. Yep. And, um, and he wants to be taken off of the machines, and all the doctors and the people at the hospital are... You know, basically, he has to sue the hospital to force them to unhook him. It's it's a great co- and it treats both sides. A lot of these movies tend to be polemical. Sure, they pick a side, right? right. And and this one really doesn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel no. I felt it, it 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 was, and I think for that reason, that may be part of the reason it didn't have the success it might have, because quite honestly, it it challenged you to think to treat both sides fairly. Yes, that's what I love about it. It's like, no, 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 maybe you are a person who believes in euthanasia. Well, have you considered this? And uh, no, that, that is a great movie. I liked it. I mean, it's certainly, let's, let's also be clear. It's not a wacky thrill ride or a, a oh, side-splitting no. gut buster. But... <laughs> hey, everybody, let's all make popcorn. It's, it's yeah, down a good time for the entire family. That's right. Right. <laughs> it's Anne Hoot. Says Rolling Stone magazine. <laughs> Gene Siskel. Gene Siskel. I laughed till my partner got cancer. We <laughs> didn't they both get cancer? Uh no, I thought that uh Siskel died of heart attack. Well, they're both I dead thought. anyway. If only there were a way of <laughs> if only there were devices we had. If only there was a worldwide web, web of, of information. information. Is available. A brain tumor. Yeah, cancerous brain tumor. That's the that's what I thought. Yeah, wow. Yeah, well, so then till I got cancer, I guess. Wow. Okay, I'm sorry I said that then. I'm really not, but wow. I guess I also didn't realize how quick okay, trivia question. Oh boy. How old was Gene Siskel when he died? Thirty six. Fifty seven. Fifty three. Ooh. Craig wins. I went over. That's 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 how old I am. I hate reading ah. stuff like that. Ooh. Ah. Ah. Exactly. Wait, I've got, I've, 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 I've got the uh, sound effect for that. Ah. <laughs> ah. That is just the best. <laughs> so the sound the soundboard app has the same problem on the phone. If I I I uh switched in the settings, I found this. This must be new. I can um, reduce the size of the button so I can fit more on the screen. And if I do that, then it does the same thing that the iPad was doing. But if I put it back to the giant buttons, the um, the uh, what's that thing called? That phone, the old people phone. The jitterbug. Jitterbug. Yes. Oh. If I do the jitterbug setting, then it works fine. So I I I need to test the iPad. I just figured that out right before the show this morning, and I need to test the the version on the iPad to see if. Um, I can make the, if I can have, go into jitterbug mode and then if it works on the iPad. Sorry, technical um, aside. Should we start the show now? Probably. 
Um, we're, we're, we're skipping news. I mean, we've killed that. We murdered news 10 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, um, boy. Well, then so we Jim, better. Do you want to talk about uh, a realization you had recently about your boy? Oh, yeah. Um, Is he going to join you for this? He's sitting right over there, so he's certainly welcome to listen if he's so inclined. But no he'll, he'll, know what, he'll know what I'm talking about. So, um, um, asshole is okay to say around him. What what's not okay? Well, no, he'll 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 put you in a swear <laughs> jar for damning up. <laughs> he's heard the words. He plays Fallout. He plays you know uh, some of these other games that have the cusses in them. He'll just judge you harshly and demand a swear jar for his college fund. Okay. Yeah, he he'll, he'll he very quickly mercantilizes these things. Should he's I? He's got uh, an ulterior motive there. That's can, the problem. Jim, can yeah. I just PayPal you to the email that I have? Yeah, there you go. Okay, all right. <laughs> for for the swear jar, but no. I so here's the thing. My son is a, actually a pretty good athlete. Um, you know, he he competes very very well at soccer. He uh, most goals scored in a season. Uh, He's got speed. He's got, and there's been multiple times when my beloved wife and I have looked at each other with great suspicion as we've watched him achieve something athletically. Okay, where did that come from? Because <laughs> you, uh, you just look over at each other and go, well, "That's not me." <laughs> yeah, right. And, and we both acknowledge it's not us. So it's, we're we're sort of guessing. And as as you all know, I'm adopted, so I have no idea who my grandparents are or who his grandparents are. But. Um, so so we we look over at him and it's like, where is he getting this from? And I've always been very proud of him in soccer and track, uh, certainly on the stage, which has its own athleticism to it. And I've always supported it. Whatever he's wanted to do is great by me. Please go out and do these things. And then I we we went, are are you you guys are familiar with and I, I realized I was using this phrase and I was getting blank looks. Quiz bowl? Um does that resonate? I I don't know that I know what that is, but I can guess what it is. I'll let you guess if you'd like. It, it's some kind of ac- academic challenge thing with teams? That's exactly it. Okay. That's exactly it. They called it Quiz Bowl when I was in college. Okay. A- and I will say that I did not sign him up for this. Uh, it was an email, apparently, that... Well, no, I, I know it did. It came to my wife... And it was from the teacher at his school that coordinates Quiz Bowl. Now, it's called Scholastic Challenge now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and so this email comes in. It wasn't the email. asked us. Oh, it just asked you? We were leaving. Oh, okay. Just, just hit him up and ask. My son is informing me. That, that hey, could Edward do this? And, and the teams are, they've got, an, they've got sixth graders, seventh graders, and eighth graders. And they try to always make sure they've got feeder kids going in. Makes sense. He's in sixth grade, so they want him in sixth grade. So I don't know much about this. You know, I, I understand it conceptually. A lot of interesting rules. Uh, number one, they can't prepare for it. The teachers are not allowed to cram them with information. Like, they can't sit in school and say, all right, I want you to study this map of Eurasia to come up so you can name all the, all the countries. They've just got to kind of let the kids go off on their own, do their own independent study, do their own look at and all this stuff. Okay, good. Now, I missed a couple of the earlier ones, but I did have the opportunity to go in and see the, um, the finals of this season's Scholastic Challenge. It's held in a school basement. 
of one of the parochial schools in Racine, St. John Nepomunk. Huh. A, a saint I had to look up. I'm I'm from there and I hadn't heard of that one. Okay. And it was, it's a lovely, you know, it's one of those traditional, it was, you know, one of those cookie cutter 1920s Catholic schools that was churned out all over the country in the period right after the turn of the century. And so we go into this basement and they're lined up. Now, my wife will tell you that she is required while playing soccer, when my son is playing soccer, to walk around the field constantly because if she stands still she's going to start yelling at people (laughs) my wife is a very quiet woman basically very introverted very funny incredibly funny yeah um i'm kidding kidding. i love michelle you are so not getting your video do you hear me oh crap (laughs) she's working on a thing for my kickstarter (laughs) and so and, and so um you know very funny woman and she but the thing is when she gets down to watching it, she will give it to the kids. Full on, throttled to 10, <laughs> just giving it. And I look at her like, where? Is, who is this person? Because I know it is not the person I married. And so she starts walking and just walking, letting it happen, letting it happen. So you go into the St. John Nepomuk basement, and it's two teams of kids, five on a side. And it got the buzzers, right? And I'm fascinated by the rules. And then it and then and then the thing starts. I like sports. I do. We've talked about it. I like football. I even like soccer. I enjoy track because I'm fascinated by the rules of it. Holy crap, was this my thing? <laughs> I have never felt more I was I was almost out of control in a church basement. <laughs> I was sitting in this church basement watching my son and his teammates answer questions and my son is answering questions and he gets them right and the the rule is and God bless the parents we're all sitting leaned we all were adopting all the dads were adopting the same posture I noticed this we're slid slightly back into those folding metal chairs we all have to sit in and we're arms crossed, staring silently at the kids because you're not supposed to give any clues, hints, verbal, you know, physical, nothing. And you're not you supposed to Belichick anybody. Right. No stuff, no sign stealing or Astros <laughs> anything. You know, nothing, 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 nothing. And so we're all very quiet. We're staring. And the other thing is you only cheer between rounds. You say nothing during the rounds. And I am about to, my wife notices, I'm about to lose control. (laughs) Because as my son is answering questions, you know, it's like, uh, what was, oh gosh, I'll make one of these up. Uh, In what year did the First World War begin? 1914. Yeah, 1914. That's my kid. 1914. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, and then the other one was, oh, and he did get this one, right? They have spelling. One of the things is spelling and you have to spell the words and there's really intricate rules about when you have to start, when you have to finish, but he nails this word. I'm like, yeah, that was my boy. Spelled that word. Word was spelled. This was, this was shouted out loud. No. Oh, okay. (laughs) I wanted it to be, I would have in his eyes. (laughs) I mean, I, I seriously, I thought my eyes were weeping blood. I was just, I was so, I was so wound up about this. I could not believe how into this I was. 
And then the whole way home, we're talking about, you know, they, uh, they did very, very well. Um, they, uh, they took second overall uh, in large part because they didn't put my kid on the final panel. He would have killed it. But as we're going home, we're talking, and I realized that whether I intended it or not, all his interests, all his knowledge, all his comfort is in the area of nerd. I had done absolutely, I had tried. I like sports. I sort of am interested in guns and history. All his passions and loves, theater, history, animation, mythology, language. And I went, well, I'm pretty sure by the time he's 11, that imprint is in. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. It's it's and then and then it came out. It was on Facebook. It was the uh, the it was a Facebook meme of and it was it was '90s kids theater starter pack, and it was four items. It was a T-shirt that says "Sorry, can't I have rehearsal?" <laughs> a makeup kit. The uh, soundtrack to Into the Woods. And the soundtrack from Rent. And my son saw that, laughed, and said, yeah, but for us, it's Hamilton. And I kind of turned to him and looked and went, okay, well, I've done what I've done. And 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 I realized that this is, I, I, I suppose I can claim that I tried to avoid it. But in the end, there's another one of us loose in nature. <laughs> Jim and Michelle replenishing the nerd supply one child at a time yes, it was if there was any immediate risk that the nerd supply was dipping uh we we have done what little we could <laughs> well it's official well you okay like this is like you know all right i'm done i'm out he's the nerd you're on your own boy that's that's a <laughs> because ah! once once you once you're sure you've got a nerd at that age it's like Anything that comes up, he can research it and figure it out. You don't need me anymore. Yeah, and to exact. Oh, see, now you're raising another point. <laughs> Michelle, who is the bad, is she's the hard parent. I get to be the good parent, which is nice. The the nicey nice parent. Michelle is the hard parent, to the shock and surprise of no one. And she will, and she will regularly say to him, "You're now at the point where you can look that up." <laughs> awesome. That's got to be one of the best points best points to be at as a parent when you don't have to be answering the why question all the time well (laughs) you know how to use the internet son chase you want to go down the rabbit hole let's get it on (laughs) you know it's if 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 you are inclined to as 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 to pursue that that's that's all you got to do no it's uh it it's always a joy but it, it it was hard to admit or hard i guess to acknowledge that uh, being in, uh, what would I say, B- being in a, a, a school basement and coming to that acknowledgement is, is, is crazy. It, and and, and my, I guess the other big point of it was, it was a surprise. I don't know <laughs> why it was a surprise. Be- I suppose because it was nothing deliberate. Yeah. But, 
you know, it's and, and it also it and it also came. He has a deep love of mythology, you know, and I there's nothing I regret about that. But the fact that I now have a son that I turn around and oh, this is this is tough for me. Corrects my mythology. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, Dad, that was Asclepius. Oh, son of a ah. Oh, son of a me! Oh. Son of a me! <laughs> you... <laughs> yeah. So it. So apparently, this this parenting thing is indeed, as they say, more day in day out than it is great moments. Yeah. If you had asked me like four years ago, like, hey, Craig, do you think I've raised a nerd? I'd have been like, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just based on what you had told us about his interests at that point. Much sure. less what you've you've continued to tell us over the years, because we've been along on the ride with uh, with the boy for some time. You've True. talked quite a bit about yeah, like, like our listeners know quite a bit about uh, the, the, the fella. I am yeah, al- he... I am also proud and unsurprised. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it it is it is remarkable, I, and I love it. I, I don't I don't regret a thing of it, but it is one of those things that makes you go, huh? Okay. All right. Well, there it is. So does um episode title "Son of a Me" get an exclamation mark or not? I think so. <laughs> okay. Son of a me. That's how I wrote it. All right. <laughs> oh boy, is it Sammy time? Ooh, ooh, is it? I hope so, because it would be very sad if we couldn't spend a little time, you know, and and not to make any light of it, because certainly he didn't, but. Sammy spent more than his share of time in the company of disease. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, is there a plague story? You know, <laughs> I wasn't going to well, say it though. <laughs> they're, 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 I mean, they're they're as we all saw in the, I think it, they made reference to this in the documentary that they were clearing out of they at one point they were clearing out of town. Well, they yeah, cleared yeah. out of town for the fire for for the great fire, but I believe mm-hmm. they also cleared out of town for. Uh, did you for, call uh, it a documentary? Disease. What's well, this? the sort of bio. <laughs> you refer to it as a documentary. Biopic. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. It's not. It's certainly not a documentary. But it tells the story. It's probably oh. closer to a documentary than anybody could possibly get. Well, about unless, anything well, you're going to either era. do a doc. Look, the fact that we got a Samuel Pepys movie is pretty awesome. No, I'm just saying because of the source material. Like, there's probably nothing more accurate. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, so this is this is actually going to be a little bit of government today because we've been following Sam, the great diarist of the 17th century. We've been following him through. We just started out over a year ago now, and we've been we've figured out that our calendar is tracking with his, so that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, and so we're going to have a visit to um, Saturday, twenty second March, sixteen eleven. Six what? Sixteen sixty one. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't know. I was looking right at it, and I got it wrong. Sixteen sixty one. Here we go. <laughs> is, is this baby Sammy Peeps? Is that baby Sammy? <laughs> Baby's first diary. Baby's first. Sam. The other girl in the crib is hot. Um, <laughs> that would be Sam. Me hungry, also horny. <laughs> <laughs> just learned word. Just learned the word horny yesterday. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So again, twenty uh, second March, sixteen sixteen sixty one. At the office all the morning, at noon to Sir Williams, both I 
Oh, Sir Williams, both I, by water, down to the Lewes. Captain Deacons, his ship, a merchantman, where we met the owners, Sir John Lewes, and Alderman Lewes, and several other great merchants. Among others, one Jeffreys, a merry man that is a fumbler. And he and I called brothers, and he made all the mirth in the company. We had a very fine dinner, and all our wives' healths, with seven or nine guns apiece. And exceeding merry we were, and so by home by barge again. And I vexed to find Griffin leave the door open, and had a design to have carried away the screw or the carpet in revenge to him. But at last I would not, but sent for him and chid him, and so to supper and to bed, having drank a good deal of wine. Typical end of the day there. That's, that's so. There were a lot of words in there I didn't understand, so I'm not really sure what happened. Chid, I imagine, is chided. Correct. Chided him. He gave him a give him give him a what for? Give him a talking to. Are is guns referring to um adult beverages? That is that is correct. Shall we uh, shall we go through? I sure, suppose. Sure. sure. Let's okay. start at the beginning. Let's do that. Let's go to the beginning. At the office, now his office here is he is he is still at the Navy Board. So he's part of the uh, Navy complex at Tower Hill. So he's in downtown London for all practical purposes. At noon, Sir Williams. Now this is Sir, this, this is, you'll notice that Sir Williams there. Are, so he's referring to two separate people. Sir William Batten, a British sailor and a master of the Royal Navy. So he's a senior official in the uh, British Navy. And then there is Admiral William Penn, an admiral, and the father of William Penn, the guy who gives us Pennsylvania. Ah. All right. So he's a commissioner of the Navy Board. So he calls them Sir Williams both. So these two guys. Not so Sir Williams. Two guys and I are going down to water to the lose. What's the lose? Um, it it is a ship. It is Captain George. It is a, a ship that was part of the Navy. So he and these two other guys from the Navy are going to go onto this ship. And the guy who meets them is Captain George Daking. And he spells it variously throughout the diary. But he was a naval officer um, who was apparently fired from the Navy for being a religious heretic. Nice. But anyway, he goes to see him, his ship, a merchantman, where we met the owner, Sir John Lewes. Okay, so now, and this is Sir John. And this, by the way, Craig, you'll remember this. It is a boring person who can only spell a word one way. Yeah. So this is actually what we would say, Sir John Lewis. All right. So it was, um, so Sir John, so there, these three guys are going down to the ship where they met Sir John Lewis, as well as alderman lewis and this is thomas lewis so he and they're probably related to each other we don't know how but um he was uh he was an alderman of the city of london so these five guys are now together and several other great merchants and among them a young man mr jeffries now we don't know much about mr jeffries which absolutely cracks me up he is described as a fumbler now fumbler <laughs> A fumbler, what do you imagine? I'm just curious. What do you imagine a fumbler might be? Good Lord. 
No this is idea. one of those things that I sincerely doubt you'd get, so I, I don't want to be too cruel. Uh, a, go- a goofy, clumsy guy who made him laugh. I don't know. Did he? Did he have uh, uh, like ticks? Did he have like this? Sounds like a word that he might be given to somebody who was like physically disabled in some way. I don't know. Okay. The um no, or he does not. magic trick. I I wanted it to be all those things. <laughs> like I hung around with this guy that like yeah has has like muscle picks or something, and we all yeah. No, I wanted him. it to be oh, something. Oh, it actually means ridiculous. he was he was he that was a term, and you can imagine why they would use it. He was childless. <laughs> okay, <laughs> couldn't get the woman's clothes off. Wow. There you go. Wow. <laughs> or or gay. Well, you, you know, possibly. yeah, yeah, but it's, Almost it's actual. a fumbler, a, basically a guy that can't do his rightful man stuff. Oh, so that's like, okay. It's like Wait, so literally, literally is, deriding that. Okay. Isn't mm-hmm. Sammy a fumbler because of his, uh, no, because at least stone? he's married. Oh, okay. Okay. So this guy at just can't married. This guy can't, yeah. can you once you get, get and once a wife. you get married, if you don't conceive because of the nature of the. The although, situation although, at the time you can always blame it not the woman being right. although if, although if the you know can't what? get married at all then it's clearly his fault to mike's point this is argued and i i've not seen anybody that declares one way or the other and i don't know if there's any easy answer that may be why the very next phrase in the in the entry is uh mr jeffries a merry man that is a fumbler and he and i called brothers yeah oh sure that that they that they he, had that in common. He couldn't make a baby either. Mm-hmm. We then had a very fine dinner, and all our wives' healths. Now all these guys are married, so they're all drinking their wives' healths, and nobody got pregnant. This <laughs> <laughs> with seven or nine guns apiece, uh-huh. but definitely not eight. Definitely, because <laughs> eight is right out. Yeah. Right. Well, nobody eight can remember. Thou shalt not have unless thou proceedest right. to nine. Well, and we know that no one can remember what eight was for. Right. What, what, so what are we talking about? Gordon Gano. What are, what are, what are, what are, what are we Seven talking about? Seven or nine about? guns. Uh, Adult beverages what? of some kind. Do, are they drinking out of like a, 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 like a big kind of horned gun barrel thing uh-uh. they they're on a ship yeah. they're firing the cannons <laughs> they're oh, drunk sh- and shooting off artillery oh <laughs> i want sammy's life so like <laughs> is this like just the the, the gunpowder charge with the, with the home repair guys yep just firing off cannons on the ship Yep. Says, hey, I'm a Navy guy, even are, though I've never like been a sailor. <laughs> are they shooting cannon? Jim, are I'm they a boat captain? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Joel McHale on the soup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. were they shooting cannonballs or just the charges to make the big noise? Just for I, I, I well, I don't know. It doesn't say, but I imagine just the charges because the the shots is more expensive. Sure. Or they're just yeah. They're, they're loaded with full of silverware and <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, they're firing Langriche. <laughs> what? They're so so the what's that? Uh Langriche. 
shrapnel. Oh, langriche is the technical term for when you're out of normal shot and you load it with whatever's on oh, the boat, okay. typically silverware. Yeah, you that's just, the thing. You, you, you turn everything into a giant shotgun. Yep. Sure. It's typically used when the ships are broadside and you're rake, trying to rake the decks. And so you're just you're just literally loading it up with whatever is to hand and hoping that it becomes shrapnel at some point. Trying to rake the decks. Why are all these leaves here? <laughs> We're in the ocean. Here. Excuse me, boys. This is extremely untidy. <laughs> but yeah, the um the they were exceeding merry. Somebody call the landscapers. They're very fine dinner. They're drinking all their wives' health. So as they're drinking a health to each of their wives. They're firing the cannon. They're firing the cannons <laughs> off this ship. Nice. Seven or nine each. But That's not eight. A... <laughs> Can you imagine what everybody else nearby thought of this? Imagine doing that in in a in a, a coastal city today. Yeah. Oh my God! All of a sudden, gunfire, like cannon fire, starts going off. As all right, Mister Pete Rock, where they have the uh, like episode of 30, 30 Rock, where they have a celebrate America fireworks show, kind of unannounced, and like so you're firing, <laughs> off, so you're firing off cannons in downtown Manhattan, or you're firing yeah. you know firing off uh, explosions in downtown Manhattan, and nobody knows it's coming. But really? also. But also, to your point, Craig, think of it. These are senior naval officials and an alderman. Sure. It's the captain of the ship, three members of the naval board, and they're just sitting around on his ship. The captain obviously wants to suck up to his bosses. So he's laid out a good spread, and he's made darn sure that those cannons are... Can you imagine being a crewman on this ship? Excuse me, you you want to do what, sir? I want I want you to fire the cannon for Mister Peeps and his friends. Are you quite Are you quite certain? Yeah, yes, yes, because this is a very fine thing we're going to do for him, so he will like us. Please fire the gun. Well, like sir, once, sir, there's, a, there's an orphanage just over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and like one one gun, sir, one. <laughs> no, no, nine. At least nine. <laughs> Seven or nine. So. Uh, so we have eight. No, no seven no, or nine. Seven or nine. <laughs> Stop one or fire another. Yeah. So that's that's what they're doing. And oh. so so yeah, he he's 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 exceeding Mary, I figure. <laughs> and and he goes home, which is again, as we know, is not that far away. So he's he's got an easy walk um from where he is to where he's headed. And then he goes home, and he finds Griffin. Okay, and and remember, remember what Griffin did? Left the door open. He yep. left the office door open. Bad news. Important okay. stuff in there. And and so, the other thing is, he says you'll you'll remember it reads, and he and he had a design to have carried away the screw or the carpet. In revenge to him. He's the doorkeeper. Okay? So it's his job to keep this place secure. So Peeps had a design. He had a thought to have carried away the screw or the carpet. What's Sam going to do? He's going to make it look like the place was robbed. Yep. There you go. Yeah. He's he's going to make it seem <laughs> like 
because of Griffin's negligence, the screw, which is a piece of the main door lock. Oh, okay. Or, or the rug has been stolen because of his negligence. So he's going to pull a prank on this guy. It would be funny to make him think that he... He's probably... Because remember, there's no unemployment insurance in this time. Yeah, you get fired. You're, you're on the street. You, you are homeless and on the street. This is a nobody. <laughs> this is no freaking body. So Sam, out with his buddies, firing cannons into the city. Well, I'm hoping he's firing from the lee side. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know, just you know, firing guns off all evening with his lunatic buddies, comes back, the door is open, and he's going to give this guy such a scare that he thinks he might get fired. <laughs> but at last, I would not, but sent for him and chid him, as you say, chided him, and so to supper and to bed, having drank a great deal of wine. <laughs> Elsewhere in London, <laughs> Jeffrey's... <laughs> The militia has been called out. No, no, elsewhere in London, Mr. Jeffries is writing in his diary. <laughs> Didn't get laid tonight, but I got to shoot a bunch of cannons and pretend to be a book captain. <laughs> Which is just as good. There he go. Oh, but you, you got to bear in mind, that's got to be going on for an hour and a half. Yeah. Because he says it's, again, just going over the numbers, his three buddies, the well, owner, the alderman, so that's five. The, the two Williamses, several... the two Lewises, right. the fumbler, Sam, the boat and captain. several other merchants. And several other great merchants. So we'll maybe. Call that five more. <laughs> yeah, so a dozen guys all shooting. A dozen guys all, all firing. Either seven or nine times. And getting and every time they're doing it, they're also drinking. Yeah, sure. And screaming and laughing. Lady. Kaboom! <laughs> hey, hey, honey, <laughs> I praised your name many times tonight. What? I fired a bunch of cannons. <laughs> I, I drank. That, I drank a lot of booze. <laughs> And I made I a lot of noise. I told, my, I told my friends how much I love you, and then I fired cannons. And and I, I had to include this. It's only a sentence for tomorrow. Just because I, I couldn't believe it. I've, I've got to find it. It has to exist somewhere. I will, I will locate it. This morning, so this is tomorrow morning, was brought to me my boy's fine livery, which is very handsome. And I do think to keep to black and gold lace upon gray being the color of my arms forever. Oh. So Sam has this boy, which is interesting enough, a Wayneman Birch, who is Jane. Remember Jane? Yep. This is Jane's brother. Okay. He's got a valet. A pro- oh. he's, yes. His man. He, yes. But he's got a man. But he's also got a livery and a coat of arms. That that he makes this kid wear all the time. Getting good over my uniform. <laughs> yeah, you gotta roll. If I'm rolling too wide, me and my boy in black and gold <laughs> lace upon gray. Every day, sir. Every day. Yes, 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 Philip. Yes. What about on the Lord's Day? 
Um, no. And oh, what a great point you're making. Why are we being told about this on the Lord's Day? Why was it brought to him on the Lord's Day? I don't know. Because he's damn well going to wear that when he goes with him to church. <laughs> and cuts in line. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, going, going to church is a great, a great place to show off your wealth. Of you course. Out of man, I got a, I've got a manservant here. Oh yes, oh, yes, that's Philip. I'm out in my uniform. Yes, I just this. So he wakes up from this drunken gun firing episode <laughs> to to dress up Wayneman Birch. I'm going to call him Wayneman from now on. Wayne to wake up Wayneman Birch. That's a name we've lost, isn't it? When was the last Wayneman in England? But uh, the, he dressed up Wayneman Birch to take him to church in his livery. Ah, uh, Sam. Nice. Excellent. Well done, Sammy. That's uh, <laughs> that, that one's going to go right up there with getting drunk with the plasterers. Mm. <laughs> that's going to be one of the stories that sticks with me. They, they shot off seven or nine cannons apiece, a dozen of them. <laughs> <laughs> what a life. I, I was going to say, because let's face it, we're jealous. A little. You know, I'm, I, hey, ask me how many cannons I've shot off. Right. I mean, what do you got, two? I've shot off precisely zero cannons. You never got to fire a gun at Ooh. Bristol. I, nope. I, uh, when they brought the Pintle Mount. Give Rupert Frittle a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, for exactly that, that reason. Pig farmer character that I played. Yeah, give Frittle a gun. Good Lord. What would your reaction have been in? Well, I'm saying. Frittle had showed up with a loaded pistol. Oh, no, I don't even. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking a cannon. Either one. I'm talking a full-on cannon. I the image of I'm telling you the image of Frittle dragging a gun through the streets would have prompted every moment of Bardolf. Yeah, boss. Um, can you stop Frittle for a moment? I'd like to talk to him about something. Arrest that. <laughs> what's what's happening over there? Frittle, Frittle, Frittle. Why do you have a gun? And it goes from there. I'm getting hammered with my friends, and we're all going to toast our wives. <laughs> <laughs> Very well on your way, Brittle. Right. Oh, well, I didn't realize it was a Saturday night. <laughs> the, uh, it's, and, and I wanted to insert this. I know we're wrapping up. I wanted to insert this at the very end so I can send it over to him. Uh, our, our buddy Heath. Bardolf Simple, Captain of the Guard and institution at the Bristol Renaissance Fair for many, many years, is uh, is in a bad way physically. Oh. And uh, he unfortunately is in a nursing home, waiting for some physical therapy to deal with the situation. And he's a bit down. He's down in the mouth. And so I wanted to tell the whole, I want to put all the love into the new nerd universe for Heath, that we are thinking about you and that we want you to be better, please. Yes, absolutely, Heath. Yes. Heath, uh, Heath, Heath, Heath spent many summers um, being an incredibly nice person, but then when we got out in front of the, the peoples, being like you know a jackass mean mean guy, um, and uh, and being the like if if you caught that mic, everybody else is listening that he was effectively he was the captain of the guard for you know when Jim was playing the bad guy, Heath was the guy who carried out the deed. Um, he was the the number two, I guess. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, he's your man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh man, I, that's true, Heath. You should have been required to wear black and gold lace <laughs> on gray. <laughs> that, Instead of the burgundy uniforms that they all wore. That's that's right. That's that that's because that was not the livery. 
<laughs> That's some kind of livery right there. Oh, get better, Heath. Come on. Yeah, yeah. We need more Heath in the world. We do. We do. He, uh, no, he was, he, he did the Renaissance Fair, I think. I Long. think for 25 years. Whoa. Um, yeah, yeah, he, uh, and then he and my former show partner and, uh, a worthy opponent in the street, Greg Larson, went off to be, uh, Greg was Robin Hood and Heath was uh, Little John. And he got to be a good guy. And he got to be a good guy for a while. And then they started their own show, uh, Two Merry Men, which still goes, hopefully, and hopefully Heath can get out from under what he's under, um, and head down to the Texas Renaissance Fair, where it still goes on. Greg, of course, still does his uh, one-man show, Menage à Moi. At the uh, <laughs> at Bristol, nice. All righty. Hey, do we want to hear a Kevin question? I, uh, Jimmy, got time? Sure. Let's rock it quick. Let's right. roll. What do we got? Rocking and rolling with question one forty one. If you could start a cult, what would it <laughs> be called, and what would your main tenant be? Thanks, Kevin cult if i could start a cult hmm. does he mean sounds, tenet? Sounds like a trap i don't know words enough tenet t-e-n-e-t mm. yeah. principle okay thing the thing that your cult is about okay man could start a like Thulsa doom mm, yeah Thulsa doom would be fun what's that Thulsa doom conan? from conan yeah oh. james Earl jones james Earl jones yeah. It'd be called, it'd be the it'd be the the cult of Thulsa Doom, and our main tenant would be snakes are awesome. <laughs> I I thought it was going to be the riddle of steel, but okay, that's okay. Yeah. Um, um. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna call it the uh, I'm gonna call the cult uh, the spider bites, and uh, our core tenant is that um, season three episode fourteen of Lost, the Nikki and Paolo episode <laughs> titled Expose, is among the best episodes of the entire series fight me on that did you go back and watch it i just watched it recently it's really (laughs) it's very good it's a great episode it's a really really good episode for a number of reasons and i'm willing to fight for that i'll I'll die on that hill Mm. i I, I, there's a part of me there's a part of me that wants to be corny in this time of international concern and say we should start the cult of bill and ted be excellent (laughs) to be excellent to each other we can all do a air guitar yeah, rather we than shaking be, hands. Yeah, that'd be great. The, the idea of being excellent to each other is is not a bad one. Um, oh yeah, by the way, since we are in this area of social distance, era of social distancing, yeah, who's laughing at the reverence now? Nobody. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that's yeah. Guess cult. that wasn't so weird, huh? Guess oh, that yeah. was smart. I do this little lean back. I mean, when I do this thing, I'm actually even going to kind of lean away from you, away as from I- you. Look, I'm clearly acknowledging you. I'm respecting you. We are socially interacting and not spreading con- this horrible disease. Well, that's it. It's the it's the cult of peeps. <laughs> see, see, the cult of Sammy is just such an appealing idea. <laughs> but I'm afraid it's only for men at this point. Uh, I don't see how women wind up good in it. I just don't. They uh, well, you can adapt it to the modern day. Like, oh yeah, can, that's true. Well, we can, let, we can get hammered and fire cannons. Just there, like, yes, absolutely. That yes, you are welcome to. That's true. We can leave some of that stuff out, but put the good stuff in, like getting together to toast the health of all your loved ones, whoever they may be, and fire cannons. <laughs> There's your core tenant. 
there's your core tenant and all well, but also to your other one that you liked very much and i do too when the when the workers come over to your house and help you out with something you really really needed done drink with them hang out and drink with them have ha, but, buy them but if you drink with them you don't get to complain that they're not getting the work done because <laughs> sammy being a dick right right and then live a life as filled with adventure, such that right after you're discussing lace orders, a man comes in bleeding from a gushing head wound. <laughs> Sammy Peeps, there you go. There you go. The cult of Sammy Peeps, the core tenets of which involve lead a st- lead a life worthy of reading in a diary three hundred plus years later. I like that. Oh. Like you got a cult. Hang on. I had to gavel that one in. Um, uh, no, mine was going to be the cult of more cowbell. Okay, sure. Everything can use more cowbell. And the main yeah. tenet of that would be that um, we would just have more cowbell everywhere all the time. Yeah, all right. I, I will join that cult. <laughs> with with cowbell. Uh, are these cults exclusive of each other? Hell no. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Sammy would welcome people from the cowbell cult. Sammy peeps ringing the cowbell, toasting his wife. (laughs) No, 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 homie ain't ringing no bell. No, he he had the remember the Christmas bell ringer kid. Yeah, he had those that 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 he might hand that kid a cowbell. Sammy's so well connected, he could get hold of people at the church and like go into the church and just like yank on the bells all night. Imagine these five yabos from the naval, the naval board come drifting into Westminster. We want to ring the bells. What? Yeah, no, no, no. We, we're, we're, we are toasting this fumbler's good fortune at having no wife. <laughs> so, so, so we typically only ring the bells on the hour. Well, it's an hour somewhere. <laughs> Next thing you know, Westminster's firing like a crazy thing. <laughs> All night long, right next to the orphanage. Jeez, we just moved. We just moved the orphanage. We moved it from the quayside over here to Westminster, and yet jerks followed us. And the good thing about the cowbell is you can turn it upside down and use it as a flagon. And 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 heaven knows our boy Sam. Yeah, he drinks some stuff out of some stuff. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's an episode, right? There you go. Yes. Thank you, Jim. That's an episode. Oh, yes, thank that you. That was fun. Thank you. Mike. Craig. Um, where can they find us? They can find us at NerdBurgerShow.com, at NerdBurgerShow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, NerdBurgerShow at gmail.com. And? and you can go right now Ooh. to Kickstarter. Um, oh. because we didn't mention it all episode because that's what happens when Jim's on the show. Um, and you can check out Capers Offworld, which has just kickstarted. Um, this, this is the third supplement. This is the wrap up to the, uh, what I call the yesteryear game line where all the little supplements kind of go together with Capers. Um, so that's underway. You can go to Kickstarter, uh, and check out Capers Offworld and you can go to nerdburgergames.com to check out, um, other stuff about the game stuff. And hopefully that new website will be squared away shortly. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig do the podcast in their pajamas. 
in their pajamas, their PJs, their jammies, their jams, their gym jams, their yam yams. I'm gonna wear my yam yams. Mike, do you own a pair of yam yams? No. Gotta get some for next week. <laughs> We're gonna yam yam it up. Okay, but can they be black and gold lace over gray? Absolutely. Awesome! You're gonna be a member of the cult. That's the only kind of yam yams you get. <laughs> And uh, hey, rest in peace, Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Yep. Apparently, he knew when to fold him. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was in my news. So <laughs> much for news. Yeah. Alrighty. All right. Okay. Cool. Everybody, uh, be safe and enjoy your toilet paper, Jim. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go <laughs> roll around in it like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Jeez.